Hi, and welcome to Fifth Admission. I'm Chronicle staff writer Dominic Fracasa. Five city council seats are up for grabs in Oakland this November, and with them, the potential to reshape the city's political leadership. The marquee contest is the one to represent West Oakland between Lynette Gibson McElhaney and activist Carol Fife. Gibson McElhaney, she's the incumbent, has lost a son and an adopted grandson to gun violence. And listeners might recognize Fife as the woman who led a nationally watched protest where homeless mothers took over an abandoned West Oakland house. It's one of several dynamic races in the town, and here to help us unpack it all is Chronicle staff writer Rachel Swan. Hi, Rachel. Hey, Dominic. So before we get into the specifics of these races, as we head into August, what is the political dynamic like right now in Oakland? Where are these candidates at? What are they up to uh, as we kind of slowly march into the dog days of summer and uh, and onward to November? It's a, it's an interesting time for Oakland. I mean, as as we've seen everywhere, you know, there's a big protest movement uh, for racial justice that, um, especially with the re- recent developments in Oregon, shows absolutely no signs of slowing down. Um, so, um, yeah, the, and the way that's played out in Oakland is um, Oakland has always been kind of this contested ground on um you, you know, like racial justice issues, but also police brutality. Um, there was there are there was a candidate who ran for mayor, Cat Brooks, two years ago, who ran on a defund the police platform that at the time looked very, very radical, but was actually saying a lot of the things we're hearing now that people are really taking seriously, you know? Um so it's interesting. So in, in Oakland, they just passed the council just passed a budget where they actually cut about 14 million, 14.3 million from the police department. And activists were saying, oh, that's not enough. That's way too conservative. You should have gone at least 25 million. We want you to cut 150 million. We're going to run, you know, candidates. We're going to run candidates against you guys if you don't cut more from the police. Actually, we're going to run candidates against you guys anyways. So, I mean, <laughs> the, the council is like under this like intense pressure and anyone who's running for office in Oakland is under this intense pressure from um, this, uh, I guess you would call it like a a progressive coalition that's really gotten behind this movement to defund the police. So why do you think it is that that West Oakland City Council seat will be so closely watched? And how does that broader conversation, the, the sort of the sort of public safety defund the police conversation that all of these races seem to be steeped in. How is that going to manifest in the West Oakland city council race? I mean, the West Oakland race, I mean, it's interesting. Um, Lynette Gibson McElhaney, who is a, she's a very interesting council member. I mean, she's had this um, just incredible personal tragedy played out in a really public way, you know, where she lost, um, a um i don't even if she, know if she calls him an adopted grandson but like a, a a young a young boy who she considered a grandson um to gun violence a few years ago and then just recently i think it was last year lost her own um son um so she's 
you know, she's had these like personal tragedies while she's been off in office. She helped start the Department of Violence Prevention, you know, so she's really been an advocate for, you know, a, a very progressive version of public safety, but one that a lot of, um, I guess, people in the, the activist community see as way too moderate, you know, I mean, she generally has not been in favor of drastic cuts to the police budget, you know, and even now she's saying, you know, if we're going to, she's part of the camp that's saying, you know, if we're going to cut, we need a plan. So, I mean, the um, progressives in Oakland and by progressives, I'm talking about like kind of the more activist world um, have run candidates against Lynette before, you know, Um, it didn't work last time, but, um, this challenger that she's facing now, Carol Fife, is really well known. Um, she got a lot of attention for the Moms for Housing protest, which incidentally came just a few months before she started um, her made her bid for office. Um, so, you know, she's been in the news recently. Um, I mean, obviously, if if we if we hadn't been kind of st- you know, caught up in the whirlwind of defunding the police. Housing would be the big issue in Oakland. So she's like big on housing. Um, and she has um, in the past participated in, um, how do I say this, efforts to um, get the council to pass a, a people's budget. And a component of that would be um, activists who wanted a people's budget wanted the council to defund the police. And this was even before it became like a national term and um, give the money to nonprofits. So she has been part of that movement in the past. Um, Yeah. So it's really interesting. You know, it's, 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 it's also interesting to hear you describe these races and, and hear you talk about the role that public safety is playing in them. And, And what I'm hearing is sort of like, not just a paradigm shift, but almost like kind of an inverse, right? Where, where in years past and not, not too far in the past, not the distant past, people would talk about public safety and the need to increase the number of police officers out there to increase the budget for the police. But all, and now, now, you know, I I won't say all of a sudden because obviously, you know, recent events have really catalyzed, you know, this, this civil rights uprising, right? So, so it's not, but, but, but these, these issues stretch, stretch back a lot further than that. And now when we talk about public safety, you know, people are running on platforms, as you've described it, in, in a sense of, of defunding the police, of increasing public safety by removing cops, by, by shifting those funds to other, other places that improve people's socioeconomic status. I mean, am I, am I, am I hearing you the right way there? Is there, is this kind of shift? I mean, it it sounds like it's really pronounced in Oakland. I mean, one way it's really pronounced is Mayor Libby Schaff in 2014 ran on a, you know, citywide platform where she promised to increase the police force to 800 officers. And um, she has never quite gotten there, you know? (laughs) And I mean, the police often, point out that Oakland has uh, among cities it's historically had the like the lowest officer per violent ra- violent crime ratio in the country so i mean Oakland has long depending on which side of the rubik's cube you look at you know or which side of the prism i mean it's it's it, in one sense it's long suffered from a lot of violent crime and has not had enough police officers um 
But then there's also, you know, a history of corruption in the police that's kind of dogged the police department, you know? So there's this, like, this tension in Oakland where there's been, like, a, there's historically been a lot of problems with the police department. It's still under a federal monitor. It's been under a federal monitor since 2003. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's like in the past, candidates have run promising more police officers, and that was always like a great pitch, you know? Well, Rachel, stay right where you are. Um, we're going to take a quick break and be back on Fifth Admission to talk more about Oakland politics with Rachel Swan. We'll be right back after a short break. You can support Fifth Admission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited Chronicle access at sfchronicle.com slash pod. Okay, Rachel, we've talked uh, a lot about the, the race for the West Oakland City Council seat, but what other sort of interesting races are, are you watching in Oakland right now? I think the at-large race is going to be really interesting. Um, that seat has been held by council member Rebecca Kaplan since 2008, like a very, very long time. Um, or I think that was the year she was elected. Um, really, really long time. She's run for mayor a few times. She has incredible name recognition in the city. She's had challengers before, um, you know, she's kind of always clobbered them. And a lot of that is like her name ID. Um, the person who's running against her this time. So she, she's also, um, I, I think it's relevant to say she was the first, um, open lesbian on the council and she kind of ran on being, you know, I mean, that's obviously not not unusual now, but when she ran, she ran on being kind of like one of the few out LGBT politicians who could bring a coalition together um, and, you know, bring in clergy and all this. So that was part of her appeal. So the person who's running against her now is the, um, is um, a gay man, African-American, a pretty prominent businessman who grew up in the Acorn Projects in West Oakland, um, which are pretty, um, like pretty famous set of projects. So like, and he's like a third generation Oaklander who's, he told me like his mom worked three jobs to, you know, get, get him into Bishop O'Dowd. And, and, um, so he has like this really, really fascinating personal story. Um, started his own car detailing business, um, hired, um, a lot of formerly incarcerated people to, to operate it. And now he, um, and now he um, runs the Home of Chicken No Waffles, which is like this famous Oakland soul food restaurant. And he still hires formerly incarcerated people, you know. So he's like this really um, he's kind of pitching himself as like this native son of Oakland, you know. But he's kind of considered the more um, in some ways the more establishment candidate because he's a businessman. Um so, I mean, I think that's really, he has a lot of, he has the mayor's endorsement. He has a lot of high profile endorsements. So, I mean, that race I think is going to be interesting because this is someone who seems to actually have a shot at unseating someone who's been in the council for a pretty, a really, really long time. If he got on the council, he might actually um, kind of reshape the council a little bit. Um, Rebecca Kaplan, it has been like a pretty firm, progressive voice, like, progressive meaning very left-leaning voice on the council for a very very long time i wonder uh, how do you th what, what's at stake here for mayor libby schaff oakland mayor libby schaff i mean what what is the makeup of the council sort of meant for her presently 
And then what's what's at stake as, as she looks at these races herself? Wow, I'm glad you asked that question. That's a really interesting question. I mean, so that's that's one way that the at-large race plays in. Um, Rebecca Kaplan and Libby Schaff have been political, how do I say it? Like they've had a really combative political, a really combative, I guess you could call them almost like political foes for years. Um, they've run against each other for mayor several times, um, at least twice, you know, um, Libby Schaff has run council candidates against Rebecca Kaplan before. Um, and they've had just in general kind of a contentious relationship. Um, Rebecca Kaplan is now the city council president and they've clashed like a lot over budgets in the past. So if, so, so, you know, obviously Libby Schaff has picked, she's picked Derek Johnson to be her candidate in this race. So she's picked the Rebecca's challenger. So if, um, if he wins, she'll get another ally on the council and she'll get, um, you know, a rid of a foe. So, I mean, that would be really, really huge for her. Um, district three, I think if, uh, Carol Fife beats Lynette Gibson McElhaney, um, I would imagine that would be a tense relationship with the mayor. Um, you know, I mean, Mayor Libby Schaff in just the world, she would be considered very pro- progressive, but in Oakland, I guess she's considered more moderate. I feel almost weird saying that, but you know, the, the, the lines and the schisms are different in Oakland. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it could be, I, every iteration of the council that I've seen has had a somewhat combative relationship with the mayor, but I could actually, depending on who wins these races, I could actually envision a council that has a more harmonious relationship with the mayor or, um, the opposite. I mean, you have like basically half the council seats, you know, contested now. So, um, it could be a very different council. Well, only time is going to tell. Rachel, thanks so much for your reporting on this. Really appreciate it, Dom. Thank you so much. Our thanks to Rachel Swan for talking with us today, to King Kaufman for producing this episode, and of course, thanks to you for listening. We'll see you next time on Fifth Admission. Mission.